It's September 25th, and I'm in downtown Phoenix to see what's going on on game night during COVID. It's Friday evening on the last weekend of the abridged 2020 Major League Baseball regular season. The temperature is still more than 100 degrees outside, but I can avoid the sun in the shadows made by buildings blocking the fading autumn light. There are few people out. I walk past Talking Stick Resort Arena the home of the Suns, Mercury, and Arizona Rattlers. It's closed for a $230 million facelift. The city of Phoenix is paying for most of that bill. The door to a side entrance is open, and there's a security guard standing next to a metal detector. I wave, and he steps out for a socially distant chat. It's been, well, the construction workers, they was working 20, they've been working 24 hours a day. Uh-huh. So they're getting a lot done. So okay. it's all been, being taken care of, so it's all good. Okay, but like people-wise, pedestrians, you see people around? All the time, yeah, 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 all the time. Some people ask me about the team store. Is it still open? Like, take a look in the window. You see anything in there? No, it's under construction. You want to buy anything, you have to go online. The guard tells me his name is Ray, and he's always at this post. What's it like not having the fans around? It's boring. Just all you see is construction guys. All day, all night. What about for the Diamondbacks games? Anybody come down here and go drink or anything? Nah, we haven't seen anybody since this whole COVID thing been going on. Wow. You know, it's like the last, it's the last homestand of the year and everything. I know, I know. And like, you know, it's a doubleheader Friday night. Normally this yep. place would be popping, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's kind of quiet, but I'm looking forward to next year. Ray and I wish each other well and I keep walking east on the south side of Jefferson Street toward Chase Field. Inside the ballpark, the Diamondbacks are in the process of sweeping a doubleheader from the Colorado Rockies. I reach the concrete courtyard next to the stadium. Music would normally pump from the patio of the 20,000 square foot restaurant and bar opposite the main gates to the ballpark. Fans standing shoulder to shoulder would block a view of the ticket office on the far end. Chase Field. Usually this plaza is filled with people trying to go through security to get in the ballpark. There is not a soul out here right now. From KJZZ Original Productions, I'm Matthew Casey, and this is Empty Seats, a podcast about the pandemic versus a sports capital. In a year, our sports shrines in Phoenix and Glendale normally host about 200 professional games combined. For the surrounding businesses, this was built-in, top-tier programming that drove traffic into their stores. Then COVID made it not safe for us to go. There's a parking garage wedged between the two downtown venues with storefronts facing the light rail on Jefferson. Crown Public House was the only one open during the Diamondbacks doubleheader. So I went inside and tried to steal a moment out of the heat. Hey, 
Walking into this restaurant and bar felt familiar, but also kind of like I was going back in time. I hadn't been indoors around strangers for months. There was a small crowd having fun and that felt welcoming. But you can't eat and drink while wearing a mask. I got anxious. Um, well, we're kind of a little bit different than a lot of bars in Phoenix because we actually do the bulk of our, our business in summer with baseball. The owners were talking at a table and one named Don Philippi said he'd let me interview him on the patio outside. He's had more than just this bar downtown. Location by the sports venues is mainly why he chose here. Um, so at, at this point, we're literally doing probably 10% of the sales that we would be doing. It's not just the canceled crowds for sports. Crown Public House's daytime business flowed through the convention center just north. That space has been empty too. So yeah, we've, we've got hit really, really hard from it. How have you been able to stay open? Uh, we went back to the old roots and we're working. Uh, we're literally going back into the kitchen and cooking and bartending and uh, saving saving as much labor and stuff like that as we can. But it's it's still tight though, you know. You do it to keep the doors open so people know you're still here. Um, but you're, you're, you're still losing money every month. Nighttime crowds, which spend more money, were people going to D-backs and Suns games. Since football started, it's, it's starting to pick up a little bit. I think a lot of people are like a little less afraid, so they're trying to come out and just give it a whirl and try it. And So it's slowly getting better, but the last three, four months have not been fun at all, though. The vast majority of customers that the virus has stolen from Crown Public House have been sports fans. I ask if Don has wanted to quit. Um, it's definitely been trying, but I don't think he's wanted to throw the towel in. It's been sad, though. I mean, a lot of places downtown, we've seen six or seven places close their doors forever. Um, which is unfortunate for them, but I'm just happy that we're in a position uh, where we can actually make it, you know, hopefully if things are normal by, by next baseball season. And if they're not? That's a whole different ball game. You may have to ask me if I want to quit then, you know what I mean? Because you, you, you can only survive like this for so long, so. Don wears a baseball cap that says Phoenix Original. He grew up here and says he'll stay in the bar business no matter what happens with the pandemic. You know, you're having a beer or talking with one of the regulars and you're watching the baseball game and then it, it hits you in your head like they're right across the street playing this game, you know, because it's, it's such a weird world now. You're used to not having anyone anywhere, but to know that there's actually a, a professional sports team playing across the street, but there's nobody. I mean, literally, there's nobody walking around. It's just a bizarre feeling. It's strange. More than a decade ago, Don was living in Surprise and planning to start a business in the West Valley. Then he got a chance to open the Rosen Crown English Pub in downtown Phoenix, which wasn't the cool place to be yet. Deserted as it is right now, does it kind of remind you of that? It does actually. We, you know, we sat in with uh, my partners and had a, uh, a meeting. You know, what our plan, what we're gonna do, and I'm like, I've already been through this. You know, I opened a business when there was nothing down here, so. And we made it through that, so we kind of took a lot of what I learned back then, and that's what we're doing right now. So. What was that first business again? The pandemic is a brutal time for businesses near the sports hubs, says economist Jim Rounds. And so those that are in an area like around Westgate or, uh, you know, downtown Phoenix, whatever it might be, the restaurants are already suffering. And the ones that are disproportionately dependent on the sports activities are going to suffer more. There have been government efforts to help these places stay open. But in the restaurant business, even small changes in the price of goods like limes or avocados can mess with the bottom line. Profit margins are always thin. So we're going to lose a lot of these businesses. And a lot of it is, part of it's going to be based on just the economy shutting down. But the lack of sports uh, patrons going to the restaurant, 
you know, spending five times more at the restaurant than they did even on the game, you know, going there as a family, having some drinks, having a dinner, hanging out with friends for a while, uh, that's where they make their money. They're going to go under. Jim wants the state to spend millions on marketing Arizona tourism to build demand for when people feel safe enough to travel. And he'd like it to be part of a recovery package that comes out of the next legislative session. Well, we need a Jobs 2.0 package where we deal with those small businesses that closed, especially the ones that we're talking about that are very uh, dependent on uh, sports activities. How can we help those entrepreneurs start a new business? Them. They may have lost their old business, but how can we get them back in the game? Can we have some kind of a package that allows them to have uh, more affordable loans uh, so they can come out of the gate a little bit sooner than they otherwise would if they went through tough times? It's tough times for the West Valley Sports Shrine, too. Okay, it is about two hours till the Cardinals kick off against Detroit. I just parked at Westgate, and I'm going to see what's going on around here. Uh, Heat rose from the asphalt as I walked towards State Farm Stadium through parking lots that would have been full if there were no pandemic. There'd also be a special energy. The Cardinals started strong and were about to play to stay undefeated. I didn't know what to expect outside the stadium and was surprised to hear the message sent by a voice that came from the glistening building. The Arizona Cardinals in State Farm Stadium are proud to welcome you back to game day. A safe and secure experience for everyone is our top priority. Everyone entering State Farm Stadium is required to wear a face covering at all times, except when actively eating or drinking. Please remember to maintain a physical distance of up to six feet apart, show up 100%, and sanitize your hands often. Disinfection crews are sanitizing all public spaces and high-touch surfaces on a regular basis in order to keep you safe. If you are at the stadium and start to feel ill, please be sure to seek help immediately. Two yards can change the game, so please maintain six feet apart, ensure your face covering is the right equipment, and clean hands are the right defense. Remember, it takes all of us. Go Cardinals! Okay, walking on the perimeter of the stadium here, gonna head over to the Great Lawn where people tailgate and party. Um, it sounds like they might be having some fans today. Uh, let's go find out. Turns out that about 750 friends and family got tickets to go inside and watch the Cardinals play Detroit. The Arizona Department of Health Services let the team host 1,200 people for the game against Seattle. Before the pandemic, average home game attendance had been over 60,000, and the place maxed out at more than 70,000 for a Super Bowl. The Great Lawn in front of the stadium on the west side of the stadium is completely empty. Normally this place would be filled with tailgaters, partiers, people excited about the game. Next to the lawn is a parking lot where there were a few small groups keeping to themselves. I say a distant hello to four people with cans of cores under a blue tent set up over the back of a red Chevy pickup. They're friends and family of a Cardinals assistant coach. Did you get to come last week? Were you here last week too? No, no this is the first week I think. Right on. Trial run. Try see, run. Yep, see how we everybody does. I think we'll be good. Hopefully let more fans in next time we're at a home game. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, so. It's kind of weird seeing the Great Lawn with nobody on it. Right. 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 But you all you all brought the tailgate anyway, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Does, we're it, feel, ones out here. does it feel a little bit like normal or yeah, a little bit, you know. Still Very easy. fortunate to be able to go, that's all I can say, you know. Yeah. So. 
Right on. Well, hey, enjoy the game. Stay Thank safe. You. Thank you. Take care. One block north of the stadium is Gila River Arena. The home of hockey draws big crowds to Westgate Entertainment District. And there would have been more this year because the Coyotes made the playoffs. Arena football was also scheduled to take place here until COVID. Fountains perform in an oval-shaped court made by a multi-story monument of eateries, bars, and different ways to have fun. The arena connects the oval. It sits directly across from a corridor into the heart of Westgate. Jessica Kubicki is the marketing director for Yam Properties. We spoke in a conference room overlooking Coyotes Boulevard in this place called Water Dance Plaza. Right before COVID hit, we we were close to 100% occupied and we've never hit that benchmark before. Jessica has worked at Westgate since 2015. A real estate company owned by GoDaddy founder Bob Parsons bought the property in 2018. It has been a top sales tax generator for Glendale and Westgate is a unique venture for Yam Properties. It has sports and the other ones don't, right? Definitely. Westgate is a unique animal out here. Um, we're definitely a staple of the West Valley, but in terms of Yam Properties portfolio, there's so many different what we like to call power centers in their portfolio, and Westgate fits the mold of a lifestyle center. And uh, with sports on top of that, it's such a unique beast in the Valley. Um, and of course, we miss having all the sports here. We miss our Cardinals fans, we miss our Coyotes fans, but we know they'll be back. A lifestyle property is a destination people are willing to drive to, she explains. And it's a place where some people choose to live because of the experiences they can have right outside their door. I asked her to pitch me on leasing one of the lofts. The center never sleeps. There's always something to do. You'll never get bored. Um, you could work here and live here and eat here. If you, you would never have to leave here if you didn't want to. <laughs> Westgate's tagline is, where fun happens. You know, we focus on the restaurants, we focused on more entertainment style venues. We have a bowling alley and we have Dave and Busters and we have a comedy club and an axe throwing place and an escape room. So we really tried to kind of take a step back from traditional retail and focus on more of that experience, which which lends itself towards that lifestyle meaning. Jessica says sports are a big part of entertainment marketing for Westgate, but Westgate does not depend on them. The roughly 60 days normally guaranteed to have hockey, football, and soccer are just a fraction of the yearly schedule. We ourselves, before COVID, um, at Westgate hosted anywhere between 250 and 300 events. And they were, they could be sports related, but they could not be. Um, and you know, overnight, as everyone experienced, we went from thousands of events to zero. Westgate has survived hard times before. It opened right before the Great Recession. The recovery included online shopping that cut the value of retail space. To help counter this, Jessica has worked to make Westgate where people go knowing that there will be a chance to create a memory, like an Instagram photo under a canopy of umbrellas in the summertime. I think people like the experience nowadays. I think that's what they expect, almost. I think that um, you can always go out for a bite to eat, but what's going to make that bite to eat different? It's finding different art installations throughout the property. It's hearing a live band performs. The pandemic was the last straw for a few former tenants at Westgate. But Jessica says there's also been people looking to lease open space. She hasn't quantified how much traffic has gone down on game days, but it's obvious just by looking. People have been showing up to watch games at the many restaurants. Jessica says several times that she knows it will all come back. I ask what makes her confident it'll happen. 
<laughs> I think it's hopeful thinking, definitely. Um, I mean, I know, I know we'll get fans back. I think people are itching to do something. Um, and I can't speak on behalf of the stadium or the arena, but um, you know, they're going to be the trailblazers and events and we're kind of looking at them to pave the way in order to bring back some of these events for us too. Um, and we actually are, are just starting to dip our toes and bring back live music on weekends. We used to offer before COVID uh, free live music on Friday and Saturday nights and this upcoming weekend we're going to be bringing it back but we're reimagining it. So we are socially distancing people. We've created little personal squares out of piping that we're placing around the property so people can bring their chairs and their blankets and post up there um, and feel safe while doing it. But I, you know, I, I long for the day that the sports are back. <laughs> I'm, of course, I'm not a decision maker in that, but I'm watching what everyone's doing. No restaurant, bar, or business located near one of our now mostly empty sports capitals could have predicted or been ready for the pandemic. Knowing this made it feel icky to ask Jessica and Don what it's like to see all the effort that they've put into their work so unfairly threatened by the virus. But I asked that question of each of them in different ways several times. If our roles had been reversed, I may have ended the interview. Instead, Jessica and Don showed grace and optimism that forces beyond their control will change soon. I admire their faith and I hope they're right. The pandemic can't last forever, but we still don't know how long it will be until it's safe for game day crowds to flood downtown Phoenix and Westgate in Glendale. In Chapter 5 of Empty Seats, we'll contemplate 2021 without fans in our many local venues. For KJZZ Original Productions, I'm Matthew Casey.